All right, all right, all right. It's here. It's me. Tupa. Four. I thought it was Tupa three. But it's not. So let me stop. And get the show on the rocks. Does that make any sense? Probably not. Um, I'm in a moral dilemma that I need help with. I uh, Yesterday... I was at my old school printing some papers off and in the uh, computer lab, there's these vending machines. And I was like, I know I don't need a snack, but let me just see what they got. Let me see if they have anything that's enticing enough for me to buy. So I went over there and I saw that there was a Apple Danish hanging by a thread. Like somebody had to have... uh you know, paid for it and it like rolled out, like, you know, it unspun, unspun or whatever. I don't know how to describe it. And it like didn't fall. It didn't fall down to where you grab it. So it was just hanging there, which was kind of odd because, you know, the way it was hanging, I literally shook it one time. I shook the vending machine once because I was like, bro, this is free. And why would I not take this? It's literally hanging by a thread. So I shook it once it fell and I took it. But it was kind of odd because I don't know why the person who maybe bought it or tried to buy it, I don't know why they didn't shake it. Maybe it was a really small girl. I don't know. But the moral dilemma that I am battling is, is that considered stealing? Because I didn't pay for it. I shook the machine to get it. However, like I said, it was hanging by a thread. It's kind of hard, especially for a big guy like me. To say that you cannot shake this machine and take that free Apple Danish. I love Danishes. I love the, and it was Apple. I love the filling. Like, I love Apple filling. I love the, ooh, cream cheese Danish. Oh, yeah. Cherry is all right. Sometimes they have, like, strawberry and raspberry. They have blueberry, too. Fire. But, yeah, a guy like me. An apple Danish is hanging by a thread. Why? You're crazy to think to think that I would not take that. So the question is, is that considered stealing? I say no. Because I feel like if that would have uh, hung there for long enough, it would have just fell by itself. And then somebody else would have got it. And that wouldn't be considered stealing, really, because it would just be sitting at the bottom of the vending machine. And, I mean, who are you going to give it to? Like, are you going to, like call the number on the vending machine and say hey there's a danish that fell you guys should come grab this and put it back up if you did that they would honestly probably tell you to just fucking take it they're not going to waste their time to come out there and uh put one danish back into the revolver or whatever you want to call it but yeah the apple danish was pretty good um like i said i don't think it's considered stealing i just i think it's a blessing maybe i will receive some karma for this maybe Maybe the girl um, tried to buy the Danish. It was a small girl, and it was hanging there. She was too small to shake the machine. Maybe she tried to shake the machine, but it wasn't budging. So maybe she went upstairs like three stories up to get a professor or get her boyfriend or something like that to come down and help her shake the machine. But meanwhile, while she was doing that, I just come in there and shake the machine and, and take it. So maybe that's a possibility. Who knows? 
it was really odd that there was just something hanging there like that loosely. Like I said, I shook it one time and that bitch just fell down. And actually, another reason why I don't consider it stealing, we have all been robbed by vending machines multiple times in our lives. Multiple times I have put money in, especially in those one fucking, those beverage machines, I guess you call it, where like you choose your beverage and then the arm, it's like a robot. It's like you choose your beverage and then it goes like, and like goes over and grabs your beverage and then it like fucking throws it into the the side door and you got to wait for the side door to open to grab it. That is the most common machine that steals your money. That has stolen from me at school at least twice. So no, I don't feel bad. Those vending machines have been robbing me my whole college career, so I'll take a free Apple Danish every once in a while. Um, so the next topic I wanted to talk about was or is the time that I ate an edible and died. I think I died six times. I ate an edible, a CBD edible at that. It wasn't even, well, there was THC in it, but it wasn't, you know, advertised as a THC edible. I died six times eating a CBD edible. Now, I might be exaggerating, but it definitely felt, it definitely felt like I had multiple heart attacks. So the story was, me and my girlfriend were out of town. We were... uh we plan to go to this scream park. If you guys don't know what that is, it's like you go to like, you guys know what like a haunted house is. You go to a haunted house and like, you know, around Halloween, people wearing masks and they jump out of doors and try to scare you. It was basically that, but it was a scream park and it was like outdoors. There was a woods area, but you can also go indoors and like a factory area and you just walk through and people try to scare you. So that was the plan. We were going to go to this scream park. Um, but before we don't, me and my girlfriend don't smoke weed. We don't even really drink, but we were like, let's just take a CBD edible. Let's see what it feels like. We never, neither of us had ever had one. So we went to a CBD shop a few hours before and this, this, this should have been foreshadowing for what was about to happen. Cause we walk in and the guy is like, Hey, can I help you guys? Uh, his voice was really weird. So I'll try to do my best impression. He was like, how can I help you guys? I was like, yeah, we're looking for uh, just some CBD edibles. Like, I don't know how to shop for edibles. I just said CBD. And then he was like, oh, you're probably looking for these guys. And then he just like quickly went over to this cabinet, grabbed this bag. I wish I could remember what they were called. Oh, fuck. I don't remember. But they're from Colorado. He was like, yeah, I get these from Colorado. Uh, He was like, uh people are surprised that I can even sell these. They're like, wow, you could sell these because I guess the high on them is so crazy. People fall in love with them. You know, it says on the label that there's like 0.3 or 0.03% of THC inside of it. I forget the exact amount. It's the minimum legal amount of THC that's allowed to be in something, but they're fucking lying. And I'll tell you why. So this guy is selling us these edibles, CBD edibles, remind you. We get to the register, and he's just a weird fucking guy. Uh, man, I don't even know how to explain him. Just the way he talks, and like he seemed like a, a snake oil. What is it called? A snake oil salesman? Like he seemed really shady. And the fact that he just like 
pulled these edibles out really quick and didn't really let us browse and tried to sell us these ones like right off the bat it was kind of shady but like i said i don't know how to shop for cbd or any kind of weed product so i just i just trusted them and you know it was a pretty clean and nice area like where we were at it was like a really nice shopping mall so i didn't think nothing of it but i did think the guy was a little weird like when we went to pay you know on the register sometimes you swipe your card or scan your card and it's like do you want to leave a tip and so that popped up on the the machine and he was like ah oh, you don't have to worry about that uh my guys uh they added that to the machine uh i don't know why they did that or some shit like that i'm like what the fuck why are you telling us this um and then also he was explaining like we didn't ask any questions but he was explaining like yeah all my guys just quit i'm here it was like a saturday he was like i'm here working a saturday i usually don't i'm usually not in the stores but you know i own this store so i gotta keep it running like just a shady ass guy like i don't know what why he was telling us his life story and you know shitting on his coworkers. and the fact that they all quit is also kind of uh, alarming but again I didn't look too much into it. You know, I was just trying to get my CBD edibles and go on about my day. But yeah, the whole interaction in the store was weird. But the guy told us to make sure that we uh, eat before we uh, take the edibles. Because if you eat the edibles on an empty stomach, you're probably going to get a stomach ache and whatnot. So after we bought the edibles, we went to Zaxby's. And there's actually a video on my YouTube channel. We tried their, uh, at the time they were new loaded fries. We tried their loaded fries just to get something on our stomach, and then we went on our way to the Scream Park. It was about an hour away, I think. We got to the Scream Park, and we were in the car. Before going into the Scream Park, we decided to eat a CBD edible. It came in like, it was just like a circle, like the size of a, like a, shit, the size of a, a mint, I guess. It was like the size of a mint, and... We both ate one each. That was the serving size. And we went into the screen park. We weren't feeling shit. We didn't feel anything for a while. So we got in line for the first uh, haunted thing. Like it was like a like a haunted warehouse or something. We got in line and I didn't feel anything. But my girlfriend said that she started to feel something. She She said that she just felt like goofy and loose or whatever. So I was like, okay, I guess it's working. It was a... Uh, you know nothing was alarming yet so we're in line for a long ass time because this place is packed we finally get into the haunted room or the haunted warehouse still nothing we walk through the the warehouse wasn't even scary the people told us that that was the scariest uh attraction but that shit was so weak so we go all the way through that didn't really get scared but right before we left like the last room or the last door my girlfriend ran into the wall because it's all dark. You can't see anything. You just have to like feel for the walls and everything. You can't see anything. But she ran into the wall and hit her nose on the wall. And she said as soon as that happened, it like activated the edible. It activated like the, the THC or the CBD inside of her. And then we had to go sit down because she started to feel like way too, uh, <laughs> way too fuck i don't even know happy i guess she just started laughing hysterically she was crying because she was laughing so much uh she said that everything that she looked at looked uh t 
2D or 3D. I forget what she said. Like she said everything that she was looking at looked like she was in a book. Like somebody who just like drew it. I guess that's 2D, I believe. But she was just laughing nonstop, crying. Uh, and then she said that like, she said that she started to like, you know, panic a little bit. And that's also why she started crying even heavier. And I'm like, bro, we're sitting like in the middle of this park just at a picnic table there's like hundreds of people around us and she's just sitting here laughing and crying i don't know what to do because i feel a little bit of something but i don't feel much yet so we're sitting at this picnic table we finally or i finally get her to like you know you know not think about it as much and you know muster up enough energy to get into another line so we finally do that that was like after like probably 20 minutes we finally get into another line but when we get into this other line how do i explain this it's like a line that's like roped off so you you walk down you turn you come down the other way you turn you walk down the other way you turn it's like a maze kind of it's a roped off line and it was long as fuck and i think it felt way longer because the edible started to kick in the line felt so fucking long. Like I felt like I was walking and it was on rocks, like uh, pebbles, like you had to walk on p- pebbles in lines. And I felt like the, the, the weed, I guess, made it feel five times longer than it was. So, you know, that's when I started to feel it was definitely when we had to walk that long ass line just to get to like the end of the line. And then when we were in line, she just like starts fucking crying like this isn't a happy cry she just starts like getting like uh <laughs> like like panicking and worrying and still it hadn't fully hit me yet so i'm just like i'm trying to calm her down there's people like in front and behind us looking back they probably were like what the fuck is going on right here because she's just crying i felt like i never told my girlfriend this but i felt like all eyes were on me because this girl with me, I'm way bigger than her. She's crying right here. They probably think that I hit her or said something to her. I mean, she's way smaller than me. She even looks like a kid sometimes. They probably think that I fucking kidnapped her. So I'm, I start to freak out. So that's happening. And then also, this is a, this is something that will make sense later. While we're in line, she's crying, blah, blah, blah. And kind of like 50 feet away, there's like a tall guy with like long black hair wearing a black trench coat and he's rolling like a black suitcase it looks like it probably was a speaker now that i think about it more coherently but it looked like a suitcase like a black suit black suitcase and he was walking like in a direction where it didn't really make sense and even i wasn't the only one that noticed this because there was even a girl like a few people away from us she was like hey what are you doing there because it was just kind of weird and once once I realized that she noticed it also, it kind of freaked me out because I was like, in my mind, I was like, is this dude about to shoot this place up? Because, you know, you, can, you can't trust place, public uh, places in America that much anymore. So I'm like, I get, I start kind of freaking out a little bit because this guy is being creepy and like rolling a suitcase into the damn park. I'm, th- I'm thinking he's about to shoot this place up. And then, Okay, so my girlfriend's still crying. We eventually get to a point where, like, she just can't handle it anymore. Uh, She just wants to go into the car because, like, it's just taking over her body. Like, she's panicking panicking like crazy. Uh, We definitely aren't going to be able to go through another attraction again with the way she's feeling. So what do we have to do? We have to walk 
back through that long ass maze once again, which took forever. We eventually decided to just start going underneath the ropes instead of like walking back and forth, like backwards into the maze because that shit was so long. So we go into the go under the ropes and we're walking out of the park and again i still feel like uh people are like looking at me weird because this girl is this small girl is crying next to me who knows what they think that i done and also it's kind of cold out it's around halloween i'm wearing like a a camel camouflaged ski mask and so you can only see like my eyebrows and my eyes so it just like everything was adding up to like not look good for me but anyways we walk all the way back uh back to the car and we get to the oh forgot almost forgot about this we fucking okay this is when it starts kicking in a little more we're in the parking lot and we can't find the fucking car i mean this is just like your common high story the when we came it was pretty it was a pretty empty parking lot we came when it was still light out and not a lot of people were there when we went back it was dark out and the parking lot was full we're so high we can't remember where the car is and then also while we're looking for the car i'm pretty sure i'm almost positive there was a guy that worked at the park he had like a park shirt on he was supposed to be like uh you know like one of those guys that helps you park tells you where to park he was going into people's cars legit like that i mean the this man was just like opening people's doors sitting in them he didn't see us and he finally saw us but it didn't stop him he was like some old some old creepy guy probably just trying to make you know a couple hundred dollars for the weekend but this man was literally robbing cars but i decided not to think about this too much because i'm starting to feel high and if i start thinking about that too much it's gonna freak me out i'm gonna think like oh is he did he go to our car so you know, I just get that out of my head. We still haven't found the car, so I need to focus on that. Somehow, some way, I think we just kept pressing the button until we heard it. We find the car. We get to the car. The car is parked like normal, and I get into the driver's seat because obviously I'm going to have to drive. She goes to the passenger seat, but when I'm going to get into the the uh, the driver's seat, there's like two. There's actually there's one kid. There's one kid sitting in front of the car but like off to the side a little bit so like when i go to open the driver door he's like sitting right there in front of the car but i can see him and he sees me it was just kind of weird and i was like what's up bro and he was like what's up it was like some i would say he's like 16 years old some 16 year old white kid and he's crying this dude is literally crying so bro all this shit adding up I don't know what the fuck is going on in in the in life anymore. I was so confused. I just get in the car and we sit down. That kid is just there for I don't know when he left. I didn't I didn't see him leave, but he was there forever. We sit there. She's still freaking out, crying. And I'm just sitting there. I could definitely feel that I'm high. I'm I was so glad that we chose to go to the car because I'm not used to being high in public and I was able to just chill out and relax in the car. I was so happy we were in the car. So I don't know how long we were sitting there, maybe 20, 30 minutes. And then another kid comes up to come talk to the kid that's crying in front of the car. And they kind of get into like a small argument and then the kid leaves again. And then the kid that was crying just stays there. 
and in my head i'm thinking like are these kids connected to the guy that was rolling a suitcase in are they like is this like are they planning something like i don't know what's going on i'm creating all these scenarios scenarios in my head but all in all i'm just happy to be in the car because if that place gets shot up i'm glad to be in the car because they're not going to come out to the parking lot and shoot up my fucking car but yeah that's why i told the suitcase story because that shit was just freaking me out a little bit but okay we're sitting in the car some time goes by and then my thoughts just start going crazy you add you add me not being high hardly ever you add the guy who's robbing cars in the parking lot you add the kid that's crying and literally like five feet from me crying you add the creepy guy rolling uh a suitcase into the park you add uh you know all the thoughts that i was or all the things that i was feeling like are people seeing me as like an abusive boyfriend or something because i'm walking with a girl that's crying all these things and then like and then extra shit like uh fucking you know you just start or i start thinking about like fucking money and my future all these things are just getting stirred in a pot and i start freaking out like crazy my heart starts racing and then i feel like i start having heart attacks it literally feels like i start having having heart attacks because my heart is going nuts and there was one point where you guys can't see if you're listening to the audio but there was one point where my left arm you know the left arm is like you know the side of your heart my left arm tightens up and i can't stop it from like like curling up up my body i can't stop it my arm just goes stiff it starts curling up like i guess you can call that a stroke but once that happened i started freaking out more and it was like it would happen i would have like a heart attack or what felt like a heart attack and then it would stop and then the thoughts just start spilling and spilling in again it was so bad honestly so bad i didn't want to say we need to call an ambulance i didn't want to say it but i was like I hope my girlfriend asks, like, should we go to the hospital or should we call an ambulance? Because I told myself as soon as she asked that or if she asked that, I'm going to say yes immediately. Because I felt like I was, I literally felt like I was dying. And it happened legitimately like six times over the course of three to four hours, nonstop feeling like I was having a heart attack. It was so fucking horrible so bad i couldn't control my thoughts bro and need i remind you these were supposed to be cbd edibles with the minimum amount of thc in them which i think is like 0.3 percent or something really small they are fucking lying i think that's you know they they put that on the label because they have to because you know that's the federal legal limit or whatever we were we're in Indiana, so it's not even legal in our state. So that's the legal amount that they can sell. But there's no way, you know, when they make the batch of gummies or however they make it, probably in like a big vat or a big pot or whatever, there's no way they're making sure that it's that exact amount in every single piece of gummy. So who knows? I could have been eating like fucking four grams of THC in one little gummy. I guarantee that 
it's not measured correctly. But yeah, I had legitimately, it felt like six heart attacks. I felt, I feel like I died multiple times. I feel like I was not on this earth. Like, I feel like my mind was just, it was crazy, bro. I, it, it was like five or six months ago, so I can't remember exactly how I felt, but I know that it was crazy. And let's say we got into the car probably around like 7 p.m. We got at the park probably like five or six, and we ended up leaving an hour later to sit in the car at like around seven. By the time I started having these heart attacks and trips or whatever you want to call them, by the time those were over, it was like 11 p.m., past 11, almost midnight. The park was closing. The parking lot was getting smaller and smaller because people were leaving, and I'm just sitting here having heart attacks while people are walking past the car. Bro, it was a crazy trip. Crazy. Never again will I eat. I don't, I'm just weed isn't for me. It never has been. But once I was good enough to finally drive, which was about three or four hours later, I was still kind of high. Honestly, it, it was probably a little dangerous to leave, but I didn't want to just be sitting in the car and maybe a cop would come to the door and knock like, are you guys okay? And then, you know, she's sitting here crying and I'm sitting here like, I don't even know if I was, if I would have been able to talk at that time, but I didn't want any, I didn't want any problems to come from this. So I decided to leave. I was still a little high and you know, I put, uh, this is the last part of the story. It's, it's, it doesn't have really much to do with being high, but I'll just tell it anyways. I put white castle in the GPS because we don't have a white castle where I live. So where we were at, uh, white castle is usually something that, uh, people get in this town because it's, it's not common where we live. So we went to white castle uh, at like midnight. So the line is long as fuck, you know, people are drunk and high and just have the munchies and, or people just want a midnight snack line as long as fuck, who knows how long it took, but we ordered our white castle. We get to the window and the guy, you know, I have, I feel like I have a good read on people, a good sense of people most of the time, not all the time, but the guy was acting just a little fishy to begin with just like his movements his mannerisms i don't know it was almost like he was high which is a high possibility but we ordered our food we got to the window and we pay or i give him my card to pay for the food and so i give him my card and then he closes the window puts it in the machine i can see it and then he opens the window gives me my food closes it and i think he like went to go get our drinks or something and then So he comes back to the window, opens it, gives us our drinks, and he's like, all right, have a nice day. And he just, like, stares at me. He's like, you know, this – I've been to a lot of drive-thrus. I've been – I know know the the flow of it. You know, I know how it operates. But this guy, his his pace was off, and that's what, you know, it was like red alarm in my head. And he stares at me in a weird way. And I'm like, uh, I didn't get my card yet. And he was like, yeah, I know. I was about to give it to you. And it was just so weird. Like, bro, you literally just tried to rob me and didn't think that I was going to catch it. And, yeah, that was just to the top off the night after having an edible and having a bunch of heart attacks. I literally almost got robbed at a fucking White Castle drive through It was just really weird. And it, it kind of annoyed me because, you know, 
bro, I'm just trying to get some fucking nasty ass White Castle sliders and you're over here trying to rob me of my credit card. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, that's the end of the story. And we had a whole bag of those edibles. There was like, fuck it, it was like a 20-pack or 30-pack or something. And we just threw them away. Never again. She She's traumatized from them. I'm traumatized from them. And, yeah, I don't know if I will ever... I'll probably be, get high again. But I'm definitely going to be more cautious because that shit was horrible. That was a horrible trip. Okay, so let me transition. I've been wanting, I've really been wanting to find a new life pursuit. The past, up until from, okay, from July 2020, you know, during the pandemic, from July 2020 until I would say September 2022. So a little over two years, every day, all day, I was consumed with chess. I started playing chess in July 2020, and I'll tell the story about my chess journey some other time. It's too long to tell in this podcast, but yeah, I chess consumed me. I loved it. I wanted to get good at it, good at it. so every day all day for over two years legitimately i'm not kidding you like i traveled i played at school i played on the weekends i played online i went to friend's house to play every day all day it was always something chess for over two years and the pandemic definitely helped with that because you know you couldn't do much else so i had the i i had the blessing of finding chess at a perfect time and it literally consumed my life for over two years and I kind of fell out of it because but I kind of fell out of it because it just ran its course you know nothing crazy it just ran its course and you know it it just wasn't uh it's just not something there's nothing there's not much more to pursue you know aside from becoming a master which you know at my age in mid-20s it's almost unheard of because you know you got to pay to travel you got to spend a bunch of time studying. It's almost unheard of to try to become a master in your 20s. So um, I kind of, I want to say I gave it up. I still love it, but it's just not, it doesn't, it's not realistic. It's not practical right now. So the reason I say I want to find another activity or another life pursuit, like I want to be consumed by something again. It's such a beautiful feeling when like it seems like life is just like picking you up and you're just like floating during this journey. That's happened a few times in my life. The last time was with the chess, but I really I think jujitsu is calling me. I think poker is calling me. There's a couple people in my life like my old chess coach and then also my uncle who plays poker. They both want me to start playing poker because they think I'll be really good at it. I think I'll be good at it, too. But I'm too broke to fucking play poker. Like, if I had money, I would probably spend it on playing chess, traveling, playing chess tournaments. Um, so I don't. I definitely don't have money to start poker. I probably probably will play poker at some time in my life. I'm sure of it. But jujitsu has been calling me. That I don't know why I just stuttered that bad. But jujitsu has been calling me because I definitely. 
I'm aware of the uh, the discipline that it takes and and you know the shape that you can get in and just the just the uh, the journey of it and becoming good and you know having to get your ass beat thousands of times before you even get decent at it you know I love doing things like that and I'm definitely going to do jujitsu at some point in my life as well uh we just don't have any place around where I'm from to do it um we have one gym that's kind of popular like they're I say kind of popular but it's just because our town is doesn't have much going for itself but you know, they got guys that are amateur fighters and stuff. And I actually went to, I went there for a week. It was a free trial. I just didn't really fuck with the vibe. It's not even pure jujitsu. It's like, it's like fucking, it's just training to become a fighter. It's like a bunch of other, it's a bunch of stuff mixed together. It wasn't what I wanted and I didn't really mess with the vibe. So that gym, that's like the only gym that I could rely on where I'm from and it's just not going to work. So I eventually want to move to a place, a bigger town, a bigger city. And I just want to, I want to start jujitsu and just have something to work towards every day. Like after work, just, you know, sweating and working out, working out your mind and working out your body is just, it's something that I love doing. And I feel like I will be able to excel in jujitsu. It's just something that has unintentionally unintentionally been calling me for years now i just haven't had the opportunity to pursue it because there's not opportunities around me but i know that i'll get into it one day poker i will get into one day um i want to go salmon fishing i want to like you know for a season in like alaska i want to go salmon fishing also in alaska i want to do an iditarod at least once in my life, you know, that I don't know how many, I forget how many miles it is, but it's that, it's that race where you have a bunch of dogs pulling your sled and, you know, it's, people think it's dangerous because they see like movies like Balto and shit like that, where people can die on the trail. That shit's old school. It's pretty safe now. I've read about it. Like they have tracking devices. So, um, if you do get lost, like there's helicopters or whatever that come and get you, it's pretty safe nowadays. And, I want a dog like when I get, when I'm a, when I'm able to get a house and like start a family and, and all that I want a big ass dog like a uh I believe it's called a Presa Canario a big ass dog big manly like evil demolishing ass dog and I want to raise it from a baby and train it to become you know basically my I don't want to say slave, not my slave. No, that's my, uh, like an extension of me. Like it listens to me. Like it's this, it's this creature that is deadly as fuck. Like if you guys look up a Presa Canario, they are these big muscly ass dogs. They actually, I'm pretty sure they were bred way back in the day to hunt bears. So that just tells you the amount of uh, mental strength and the amount of physical strength that these dogs have. They're huge. They're illegal in a lot of countries because they're just like so. They're they're not a uh, they're not good pets to have, I guess. But 
and also you have to have you have to um, adopt them when they are babies because they only learn to trust one owner. So I definitely want to get that dog one day in my life and just raise it from a baby and just you know just just to say that I took this predator and I controlled its mind. I am controlling its mind. That's just something that I've always wanted to do. I had a uh, I had a Labrador, a black lab when I was a kid and I that was like a beautiful experience in itself. You know, that dog is not the biggest, not the strongest, but it is pretty athletic. And just the the way that you're able to tame such a beast is, it's, it's almost beautiful to me. So that's something I want to do in my life also, get a big-ass dog. Uh, yeah, that's, those are the things that I think about often. Poker jujitsu salmon fishing or just moving to alaska in general fighting the cold weather for my life you know that's i feel like that keeps you alive you know you wake up every morning knowing that you have to fight for your life like i don't know i feel like it makes you mentally stronger in a way moving to alaska you know bitter coldness you know that it's going to be a fight like you just want to go to a damn gas station or something but you could fucking die if you're not careful. Like the gas station could be like five minutes from your house. But if you're not careful, you can die. You know, that's something that uh, excites me. Moving to Alaska, raising a, a beast of a dog. Um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I want to do and I will do. The, the only thing holding me back right now is making money to put myself in a uh, uh, a comfortable position to do the things that I want to do. So yeah, we're on our way though. I can't wait to live out the things that I've always dreamt of. And yeah, I think I'm going to cut this. I guess this podcast isn't that short. It's 40 minutes, but those are the things that I wanted to talk about today. Um, we talked about the damn moral dilemma the moral dilemma of the apple danish talked about my experience with eating an edible and almost dying or i did die talked about my aspirations in life um yeah like always hope you guys send in questions send in topics they can be anything they can be you know things you need help with things that you just need insight on uh, they can be something, just funny stories that you want me to read and I can read on the podcast. And yeah, this was two before for the score. I may be poor, but I'm not a whore. I don't tour around the world, world with a drawer full of cords in case I get lonely. What the fuck does that even mean? I don't even know sea bass fish. Dream clashes.
or cashews? Do you pay for your sneakers in credit or do you pay cash for your shoes? All right, this was two before. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Just spit them bars on. Uh, yeah, I just had an aneurysm. I tried to say something, but I tried to say two things, but my brain wouldn't let me. But yeah, two before. Let me know what you guys think about this. Check out my YouTube channel. It has all the visual content. Content. It has all the uh, clips cut up. So if you guys just want to re-listen to a story that I told, check out my Instagram. Check out Spotify, Apple Music. Check out everything. Uh, send in topics. And I will see you in Tupa 5 tomorrow, bro.